0: Tabletop Tim here, welcoming you to a new episode. Thanks to our patrons, Scribbles and Carlo, and our new friend Cicada. (laughs)
1: Welcome to Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil, and I'm sorry about the quality of my audio.
0: I'm Paper, and I apologise for nothing. But in the meantime, today's probably bad RPG idea is give each of the players a secret agenda they must not, under any circumstances, tell the other players about. Unbeknownst to them, they all have the same secret agenda and they're all sneaking off to do exactly the same thing without each other noticing. I just
1: think this is a hilarious idea. Like, you're all agents of the same organised crime gang. And you're all trying to give the same money to the same contact. And the contact knows all of this, of course. Um, But, like, it's just finding the whole thing utterly hilarious.
0: I mean, if if you don't figure it out, the contact gets more money.
1: Yeah. Everyone is I, trying to steal each other's stuff, but, like, it's all their stuff.
0: I do like the idea of this just for, like, a one-shot, where you, you give them, you know, maybe they're, they're quite new to RPGs, to so you give them a fairly straightforward mission, like, oh, you need to go from this place to this place and kill this monster. Mm-hmm. But then they all have this extra bonus thing.
1: Yeah. I think the other, the other good one for this would be a murder. Where, like, you've got, like, one, like, you know, good, nice NPC and everyone's got... You've got to secretly kill this person. And so each of them... Um, because all, if they worked together, would kill the guy. Just, you know, straight up. But because all of them are trying to keep it secret, it's actually difficult for them to murder this shopkeeper. I don't know why I established they're a shopkeeper. They're just, like, a guy in his 50s who runs a sweet store. You need to kill Willie Wonka. I mean,
0: shopkeepers are pretty good mm. NPC profession. Yeah,
1: all NPCs are shopkeepers. That's my new shopkeeper punk campaign.
0: Shopkeeper punk?
1: Yeah. It's like cyberpunk, except instead of becoming a cyborg, you're just slowly turned into a shopkeeper.
0: Shopkeeper, the commercializing. Yeah, but basically, yeah,
1: I just, I just like this idea.
0: I'm just trying to think of because, like, you need to kill this one character. Feels like the, the kind of obvious. Yeah. One as is you're secretly working with the thing that you're being sent to go and kill. Mm. So I'm trying to think what other secret agendas there could be.
1: You all want to get, like, the most likes for this on Instagram. You're all influencers, and you need to get the best photo of this dragon. Everyone just gets a piece of paper saying if you die in the game, you die in real life.
0: I feel like most people play D&D like that anyway.
1: Wait, so you feel most people play D&D that if they die in the game, they die in real life?
0: No, not as in, like, it actually happens. This isn't Darkest Dark <laughs> I I
1: was very worried there.
0: No, uh, I just mean, like, people are very invested in their characters not dying.
1: If you die in the game, you become sad in real life.
0: Which is why it's great to spring a DCC game on people. Hmm. I guess, like...
1: Okay, so you're all trying to kill this guy. Uh, but the guy is one of the PCs. We do presume you need to give that PC.
0: Presumably the last PC's secret agenda is to kill someone else?
1: Um, it's just to kill someone.
0: Just anyone.
1: Like, like, really vague secret agendas. Your secret agenda is to do five crimes. It can be anything from high treason to, like, file sharing.
0: Your secret agenda is to do 50 push-ups in character <laughs> in a way that feels organic.
1: Your secret agenda is to feel organic and do some fucking role-playing, you scrub. I think I'm getting, like, aggressive now. Your character's secret agenda is to fuck off and never darken my doors again.
0: See, and I'm thinking about the idea of giving everyone a different secret agenda. Where, like, you're all playing spies.
1: Mm.
0: And you know that everyone is a double agent, but you're cooperating on this one task. Yeah. But you have to figure out what everyone else's other job is and stop them. Hmm. Which I realise is a completely different idea, but yeah. it came into my head and I like it. Like,
1: I like it. Like, I think there's definitely like, you know... Like, it's like the werewolf thing of you he'd figure out who's a member of what organisation. So do they have everyone having, like, the same secret agenda and they all know it? And they need to figure out what everyone else's public agenda is? Like, obviously, we're all here to kidnap the president. But what's everyone's cover story? We need to figure that out.
0: See, the thing with that is I feel like it would be to your benefit for other people's accounts of each other to not match. What you need to do is communicate your agenda without other people being able to communicate theirs so that it's your secret backstory that you planned for that wins.
1: Mm. Yeah, your, your aim is to involve your backstory in the game. Uh, Each of your backstories has a different candidate for Big Bad, and you've got to manipulate the plot of the game to ensure that your Big Bad ends up as the final boss. Like, you know, one of you had your family kidnapped by the Queen of the Fae, or had your hometown burnt down by the Orc King and so forth, and you've got to make sure that the plot ends up with your arch enemy ending up as the Big Bad.
0: I'm going to be honest, I have played one-shots with groups like this.
1: Yeah, uh, have you considered just being an awful player? My secret agenda is to is to be the only guy in this game.
0: My secret agenda is to be the protagonist of this collaborative story we're telling.
1: Yeah, um, I think, yeah. No, I have played with people like that.
0: Worst RPG idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we might as well make it part of the mechanic. Everyone has protagonist points to indicate how much they're the centre of attention.
0: I can see that working in Mutants and Masterminds, mm. though. Yeah, because one kind of, of you's got to be, you know, you've got a Justice League going on, but you know, one of you's got to be the Superman,
1: hmm.
0: and one of you's got to be the Flash. You know,
1: <laughs> on this podcast, the Flash can get fucked.
0: <laughs> I just don't find him interesting.
1: <laughs> We're gonna get like three really angry comments from like some really hardcore Flash fans.
0: I don't care. He's getting a film. He can take it.
1: Hmm. I think you've just identified gamifying being a bad player. Get XP every time you make the conversation needlessly awkward.
0: XP every time you make a bad pun.
1: XP every time you eat the dice. You know, that's that relatable gamer problem when there's someone in your group who won't stop eating your dice.
0: Well, see, now we're going to get emails not just from Flash fans, but from people who have cats and have had them try and eat the dice.
1: Your secret agenda is one of you is a cat in disguise. Actually, you're all cats in disguise.
0: Didn't we play... Was it a Secret of Cats game? Yeah, I mean... Where we were all magical cats except one person was a regular cat?
1: Yeah, which I did find very funny. But I think, like... Yeah, you're all months you're all months in disguise, except for one guy. Actually, no. Okay, I have an idea. I know it's rare; it doesn't happen very often on this show. But so you know, have like the supernatural, like you know, you have the kind of oh, the supernaturalists secretly in the world games. Mhm. I've, I've you- heard of the concept. Yeah, and usually those are pretty tokens. You know, everyone going into the world of darkness. Game knows vampires are real. And so when vampires are real, they're like, yeah, man, yeah, man, yeah. obviously. You tell people you're doing like a detective game and you give like half the group secret, everyone gets secret agendas and some of them are like, ah, you want to hide evidence of your crime or what have you. And then there was a, you're an alien from Mars and you're trying to pass among humans. And then when it comes up, it'll actually be shocking.
0: Okay, but I love the idea of going into a World of Darkness game without the players knowing (laughs) which book you're using. Mm. So they're like, well, something's up, but we don't know what it is.
1: Blank the Redacted.
0: I would love to play Blank the Redacted.
1: I just see how long you can go before anyone figures out what supernatural creature you're talking about. The body was found on a full moon, drained of blood, hit with a fireball, and, like, halfway through a mirror. Take your guesses. I
0: want to play this, though.
1: This, this one guy was jumped by one member of every single supernatural species at once.
0: He was attacked by the supernatural village people. <clears throat>
1: I'm not quite sure how we got to the Supernatural Village people, but I'm glad we arrived here. All of your characters' secret agendas is they're a different member of the Supernatural Village people, the coalition of supernatural beings that's hold this town in Thrall for years.
0: Do they still wear the little outfits? Yes.
1: Like, just a werewolf running towards you dressed in, like, chapless jeans. That's not a word. What the fuck? Chapless jeans? <laughs> chapless jeans I think Asla's chaps is what I want to say but yeah no, chapless jeans that's a werewolf power
0: I, I feel like chapless jeans is the cue to move on to questions <laughs> Last time on Tales of Morterra, arson, awesome. arson, awesome. arson, awesome. arson.
1: Awesome! We cat-like tread upon the <laughs> prey we steal. Saw she going to try and surf on the horse. Get, get dead? Yeah. You want to kill me? I'm a wizard. I've
0: always got plans.
1: Tales of Morterra, an actual play podcast, available wherever you're listening to this right now. So our first question is not related to chapless jeans, uh, from Hornet protector. DMing question with a podcast: How do you come up with DCs on the fly for stuff you weren't expecting your players to attempt?
0: It largely depends on how fucked I would be if they succeeded.
1: Yeah, I mean, I generally like I generally just write down a heart easy, medium, hard, very hard number ahead of time and just use that, which is my boring traditional answer. But, like...
0: Yeah, because, like, that's what the DMG su- suggests, I think.
1: Yeah. And then I just go, yeah, that's how much this is, and maybe add one or two if I think. But uh, the I do also answer... like
0: the, the version which is basically... Oh, what did you get? 14? Yeah, that'll probably do it.
1: Yeah. Uh... D one hundred completely unrelated to the actual difficulty of the task. It seems the obvious bad idea. Um,
0: make it secretly an opposed roll where you you roll like a D thirty.
1: Mm.
0: It's like cool. You got a natural twenty. I got a twenty seven though, so that's the DC.
1: <laughs> uh, all die like. All all rolls are actually an opposed roll with the big bad throughout the entire game. Like, you don't have DCs. You're just opposing the big bad.
0: I feel like there are systems where you do roll against the GM.
1: Yeah. They're called throwing hands. (laughs) Yeah. um, Ultimately, just... The last number that the player said is the DC for all their actions. And you need to. Like, now, where do you draw
0: that 30? line? Because a lot of the time when you ask someone to roll for something, they'll be like, okay, so it's a plus three. Well, Does that... that make it three?
1: Yeah, DC of three. You know, you have to stick to your rules no matter how stupid they are.
0: That That is in the spirit of tabletop mm. gaming for sure. Well, it's just like.
1: Every like the first like, you get show up to your GM session, GM session or game as they are sometimes know. Um, first number you see when you walk in the door—that's the DC for everything. It's a real bugger if like you know, you see like a piece of paper and it's got like a six, like a phone number on it. But you know. That's, that's or even DC. just you
0: play in the evening and there's a digital clock in the room. Yeah. Like, oh, the DC for. We started at 9, so the DC for everything is 21. <laughs>
1: Ooh. Or 2,100.
0: Yeah, it depends how much of a dick your DM's feeling.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's an idea. Just. I don't think of DCs, so I'm making every DC unreachably high. If not otherwise specified, every DC is 12 billion trillion zillion. Or, oh, I guess every DC is one, because I'm a nice GM.
0: You have to roll underwater in order to succeed. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> but yeah, like, I think, yeah, because, the yeah, there is, like, the straightforward, easy answer, but also coming up with numbers at random is easy. You just release a number 17. of. 17. M- yeah, you release a large number of mice into the room. And wherever a player is doing something, they have to grab as many duck mice as they can in 10 seconds. And the number of mice they grabbed is the number they have to get under.
0: I feel like that's how you decide DC and Taskmaster the RPG. <laughs>
1: um, if you... Fuck, I can't get more than the mice in the Taskmaster. Yeah, y- your players work out. They get to grab a load of mice. The best part is, as, like, the months go on, you'll get more and more mice in your house, so to get, it'll become easier over time.
0: Will it become easier? Or will the you have to have a special mouse room that players have to go in if they want to do anything?
1: Well, uh, the best part is if you do this enough, your entire house will become a special mouse room. But, yeah, actually, I do like mouse room. You're like, I want to roll to jump over that chasm, and everyone starts chanting, "Mouse room, mouse room, mouse room," and the trap door opens. Uh that's how I always play it.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's a mouse basement now.
1: This is why you can like signal to your GM that you want to roll by after they say something, just locking the dandy eye and going, "Mouse room, mouse room, mouse room," and they'll get they'll get the message.
0: If you've got, I mean, I feel like it would be a, like an antidote for, you know, when you have the that one player who's just like, I want to roll for everything. I, I shook this shopkeeper's hand. I yeah. want to roll for charisma and all that stuff. Just lock them in the mouse room the whole time.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of games have, you know, don't roll unless it would be, you know, interesting and sensible. And this really enforces it.
0: Yeah. They do, but a lot of players that I have DM'd for, frankly, do not understand this concept.
1: Yeah, there's a call out post for you, Greg. Um I hope you don't have a game guy called Greg who I just viciously insulted.
0: I don't think I've ever met a Greg.
1: Um Greg's aren't real. But yeah, like this really cements that rule in that it's like, yeah, if you want to roll, you do have to go into a room full of mice. The mice have been there in a while. They've learned to use basic tools. They've made shivs.
0: Yeah, I feel like it is important to note that these are not domestic mice.
1: No, like these are these are feral animals, um, and I have been training them in the use of violence. I have been teaching these mice kung fu, like a reverse teenage mutant ninja turtles. I think I just implied I'm a turtle, and you know, prove me wrong. <laughs>
0: No one. I was going to say no one has ever seen your face, but we did do that live thing on Twitch which had our faces. Yeah,
1: well, only like five people showed up, so, you know.
0: Plus that was ages ago.
1: Yeah, you know, maybe I've become a turtle since then.
0: Transition to turtle.
1: But Anyway, to answer your question... uh, What
0: hormone turns you into a turtle?
1: Cortisol. I feel like... If you combine oestrogen and testosterone, you get turtles turtle hormones.
0: I'm shocked to learn this information.
1: But I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Um, anyway, yeah, to answer your question, I come for DC by getting a bunch of mice, training them to use violence, and then locking my players in a room with them and forcing them to fight the mice to death. Uh, I hope that specifies it.
0: Cool, I'm glad we've cleared that one up.
1: None of my words are the right choice. I'm sounding like one of those random text generators. I'm being replaced by CGPT Great. That's it's fucking name. <laughs> Chat CGP in real life.
0: The G stands for Greg. Anyway,
1: chat Greg TP.
0: We have a second.
1: It's the first program to <laughs> flawlessly mimic Greg <laughs> by demanding to roll for everything you ask it for. Right.
0: Anyway, we have a second question, which is anonymous. Session negative one, opinions.
1: So, session negative one is either you find a gaming group, or you start kidnapping people.
0: See, I've come across session negative one as kind of a setting expectations for what the game's going to be.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think... Because session zero, I have as, like, you show up. Like, you know, people meet each other and make their characters and stuff. And so session so session, eight, so session, zero is telling people about the game, then?
0: Sorry, something weird happened with the sound. So what I got was session zero is ten.
1: Session Nero is ten. I don't know how much clearer I can be. On your tenth session, Nero shows up and starts burning down whatever city you're in and playing a violin. The Romans famously had violins, I'm pretty sure. I also don't have a history degree.
0: I mean, play, playing the fiddle while Rome burns is the, like, expression, so that, one, that one's oh, yeah. allowed.
1: Session negative one. So I think, so yeah, I feel it's always pretty useful to have a kind of, here's the kind of game we're going to be doing, here's what we do, here's why we do it. I think I'm going to give some kind of like inspirational speech here.
0: Yeah, like, you know, non-bad answer. I feel like it's useful, although it doesn't necessarily have to be a session, because like, either it's just a group of friends or you've done a post somewhere and either way you're just gonna at some point presumably you've been like do you want to play x game with me i'm
1: not i just jump people and go hey we're playing shadowrun now here's five billion dice
0: yes but you are rpg georg
1: every like at any point i might step out of a nearby door and just declare that this is now a game of numenera
0: also, I pronounced that name super wrong, but you mm, know,
1: names are weird. Sure, glad I don't have one. Um, yeah. Uh, for an if you subscribe, give an extra like thousand to Patreon, I will set up a zeppelin and fly around the world, dropping down from it and throwing RPGs at people.
0: But my my alternative answer is session negative one. You just sit there and watch the DM play a solo RPG to establish a backstory for the campaign.
1: Hear me out. Session one, you start the campaign. Session zero, you character create. Session negative one, you do the campaign in reverse. Session negative one.
0: You write
1: the RPG. Mm. We're in session negative one for our uh, moon, g- moon game at the moment. Ses- session negative one is like you sort of philosophically uncover the concept of role-playing. You sit there and you debate what a game is.
0: Session negative one, you travel back in time to the 70s and invent D&D before Gary Gygax.
1: Session negative one is when you're about to sit down and play a game and then a version of you from the future with, like, a bunch of extra scars is like, don't play this RPG, don't make the mistakes I did, and then disappears back into the future.
0: Session negative one, you read out the entire player's handbook backwards in order to summon a DM or demon mm. master.
1: You need to put dice in like a little little pentagram too. You need a four-sided pentagram and a six-sided one and an eight-sided one. You know, an eight-sided pentagram. That's a word that exists.
0: Isn't an eight-sided pentagram thing in Discworld? They have an octagram instead.
1: Anyway... Uh, yes, I'm, I'm definitely channeling Terry Pratchett and not just a dumbass. Session negative one is where you meet with the evil mirrorverse counterparts of your game group, uh, and just hang out, you know, you probably got a lot in common.
0: Session negative one is when you meet up and agree that the first rule of RPG is you don't talk about RPG.
1: Session negative one is when you're born and then session zero is when your life begins when you first do an RPG. Uh, my thoughts are convoluted and involve various multiversal fuckery.
0: Um, I think we should probably call it that because otherwise we're just going to sit here listing session negative zero is for a while. Session Negative Zero is going to Patreon.com, so that's probably bad RPG ideas, and getting access to a Discord server, bonus episodes, homebrew, and short RPGs.
1: Session Negative Zero is when you're doing a podcast and you get stuck on one thing for the entire rest of the podcast and thus never upload it. We have an email at probablybadpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us questions or angry letters about The Flash.
0: Or if you want to send us pictures of your pet mice, you can message us on Tumblr at Probably Bad RPG Ideas. And remember to have a Probably Bad Day.
1: And Wally West was the best Flash. Remember to have a Probably Bad Day. <laughs>